Okay, so I heard about this microphone where you How does, it's actually a human not? head. Oh yeah, the binaural yeah. thing. I just heard about that and so oh, wait, really? it's so weird. Some vocalist sang a whole album into it. It's a really S not good for an album. It sounds like a terrible idea. It, God awful. It's awful. It's good for like analysis. ASMR. He literally and ASMR. sang into like each ear and then saying right in front of it like this close away from the face i feel like that would just be really so awkward. that's the really disturbing. the really good binaural ones will assign them channels like oh, okay. we'll, we'll place them at different levels of left right pan yeah so that it when it's recording it's actively layering where it is within a room i'm um, sure you they have did to have that. software to support yeah i mean like when you're recording in uh, like a program you have to have software to support that like when you're doing whatever i'm saying for asmr sometimes they don't so it's oh, either yeah, left yeah. or it's right. <laughs> like, oh, there's yeah, yeah. No Which difference. is really, yeah. <laughs> it's it either left or right. It I'm sure for purpose. an actual album, though, they would they would have to yeah, have yeah, that. Because it's, it's not difficult if you know hey, anything. Hey, you, stop. You're not allowed to talk yet. I haven't okay. introduced you. Welcome to the podcast. It's just vibing. We're having a good time. To my right is Greg. Hey. Hi, Greg. How you doing? I'm doing good, Ralph. You How have you? a hole. Like, there's... Normally, Sean's to the right of you, but but he's I not am anymore. across and to Greg's left. Hi, I'm Sean. You're just across from. Greg. I was gonna say There's more no... a diagonal going on right yeah, now. That is yeah. what across and to the left means. Diagonal is just the quick way to say it. Up and to the left. Yeah. Okay. I'm Ralph. Across. It's, okay. It's across. Hi, I'm Ralph. Welcome Hi, to Ralph. Just Vibe and Podcast. Andrew, goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome our new impatient. Guest Andrew, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Andrew, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Thanks for having me, Ralph. Yeah, not a problem. How was your weekend? Uh, I don't really remember it, so probably pretty good. Uh, an appropriate response, I suppose. Do you have any fun stories for us? I have a fun story. I, I mean, I, I think I was actually just working, so <laughs> <laughs> not actually not not the lively, exciting time that it could have been. Yeah, no. That's but... always the best question when people are like, "How was your weekend?" I was like, "Well, Saturday." I worked all day, and then afterwards went home. Sunday, <laughs> I worked all, all morning, day. ate lunch, then worked all night. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that, that was my goes. weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how my weekend's been all month. I feel that's like great for us audio people. Our weekend is usually our busy time, and then Monday, Tuesday kind of becomes the weekend. Yeah, I'm more Friday. Friday is like my day off usually. Really? Yeah, that surprises me. That surprises me. Um, it was like that when I was working uh, in the service industry as well. Like Friday, Saturday is like super busy, and then Monday, Tuesday is dead. So like, I only, I only recently got my Saturday and Sunday back, like within the last nine months, maybe. Wow. August of last year, got into a position where I have Saturday and Sunday off. But before that, it was like, what are you doing on Saturday? Well, I'm getting up at five thirty to go to work at six thirty, and I'll be there, and then I'll go home and sleep. Because I have to do the exact same thing the next day. So, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Lots of fun. Dude, there was a guy today in front of Kroger who was just busking with the saxophone. Yeah. It was like 49 degrees outside. And yeah. Like wind chill probably brought it down to like 37. But he was there with his speaker and a saxophone just having a good time. He was into it. It was like pouring today, too. No, no, not it in the morning. This was the, this was the evening. There was, it wasn't raining in the evening. Which Kroger? Uh, well, I don't specifically want to say which oh, okay. Kroger we okay. are so that people don't know. I'm very <laughs> curious to see how this setup works because I feel like saxophone is also just loud enough without any amp. Oh, no. He had background tracks. Oh, oh no. I've okay. seen this guy. Okay. I remember this guy. Yeah. yeah I've uh, seen I'll him. tell you after the that's podcast. Pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, My favorite it was, it is... It was impressive. 
sorry, my favorite is the tuba player that plays in the tunnel. There's a tuba player that, like, sousaphone player, full thing, has a little, like, tip jar, and he just plays randomly inside this tunnel that uh, railroad goes over. And Are so you the just, one on Murphy's Row Pike? Uh, no, it's on... Uh, uh, that's different. It's Thompson Lane. Thompson Lane. I thought we weren't okay. saying locations, so I was trying to be real. Like, no, chill the locations it. are fine, but I said specifically the Kroger near here. So oh, I don't want to uh, say. Oh, I didn't realize you had said that. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. heard. That's that why Kroger. I've seen that guy, actually, because I live here. <laughs> your misdirection is failing dramatically. Let's not give them clues. <laughs> All right. Uh, also. I have been playing an enormous amount of Apex Legends recently. Does anybody know? Nobody in here. I I, I know it. I haven't dived into it so yet. Good. I know of Apex Twin. My problem no. is you need like three players to play it, and I don't have any friends. So well, you can play solo. It's a suboptimal experience. But yeah, I mean, you should probably fix the whole life problem of not having friends. Yeah, and then get those friends to play Apex with you. Okay. But despite not being your friend, I would play Apex with you. Aww. I'll be your friend, Andrew, <laughs> but I probably won't play Apex. With I, you. I'm really bad at shooters. You don't want to play with I, me. I'm also terrible, but it's the only game in a long time that I've like been thinking about i played it a bit okay. last week and i think the problem is is that i won like my second game you jump in with like 60 other people right so winning is kind oh, of is rare. it like a battle royale it's a battle royale, it's a battle royale and but i, it's I won my like only. yeah it's teams it's, it's three people and i won like my second or third game playing which was like super cool and it was really fun but then the next week i was just like man i suck, suck at this game like i'm so bad at this game didn't win anything and then sunday i started to feel like i was getting better yesterday i doubled my kill count and right before coming here i won again Nice. And it felt like an nice. earned win. I was playing with my squad. Nobody carried me. I got the most kills. Like, it was so good that I forgot everything. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered the whiskey and completely forgot my headphones, my mic. And then I went back to go get my headphones and mic. Was still riding that adrenaline high and completely forgot my phone. <laughs> I don't. I feel like every time I leave the house, I do, like, a little Macarena check of, like, keys, phone, wallet. Nothing in my other pocket, but I put in my hand there anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's the like keys, wallet, watch, glasses, crotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. you, <laughs> Make sure everything important like, with you. Hand checks, be like, am I good? Am I good? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I get it. This, this time I didn't. I was too. I was too hype. I also looked down. I was like, oh, it's like nine o'clock. <laughs> bolted out the door. So yeah, it was fun though. Well, nice. we're here again. We're here to do another podcast about uh, a theme. And this time it's best album to listen to while going to slam poetry. <laughs> Normally we talk about it a little bit, but I feel like it's impossible to talk about this theme without telling you what the album is. So it's Vessel by 21 Pilots. Um, and I, one of the things we wanted to talk about is that it's lyrically similar, but not necessarily the same. Like you don't want to just listen to slam poetry on the way to slam poetry. It's pretty intense. You don't want to like lengthen your intensity. Right? Yes. <laughs> but you still want to get in the mood thank you greg <laughs> you know yeah you, you want to get in the mood exactly exactly um it's still good drive music so you know it's still good to listen to while you're driving you know it's still got a good beat it's Especially fun from your car radio god damn it sean you <laughs> didn't even make it a solid <laughs> seven minutes without you making an awful pun i hate you so much Ugh. It was really bad. Was so it, bad. Was, it was, yeah, it so, was bad. so worst. I've never seen you try to, f to force it so hard. Most of the time, it comes fairly <laughs> I feel naturally. Like, but I feel like I was gonna forget at some point in here, so I feel like Good. I needed to. See, that's the thing: is you were holding on to that for a while. 
Like, I feel like you were like, oh, man, I've got this great joke. I'm going to whip it out <laughs> on the podcast. It's going to be so funny. But I don't want to forget it, so I, I just got to throw it out there as soon as possible. <laughs> and then, like, He yeah. definitely pre-plans his puns. I can yeah. see him no. sitting on them. And just, it, like, stewing on them <laughs> for this, a while. This do happens, like, for maybe, like, ten seconds before they just bust out. Because I love to see your reaction. God, I hate you so much. The other thing is that this album's pretty thought-provoking. Um, it's pretty straightforward about what it's talking about, and we'll get into that. But it still is thought-provoking. It's a lot of... It's emotional. It's not a whole lot of really complex thoughts. It's not, like, challenging you philosophically. But it does evoke a lot of emotions that might push you to think introspectively, right? Which is a lot of what Good Slam Poetry is about, is just getting in there and seeing how you can be provoked into thinking about a topic, right? And I think this album is a good storyteller album, too, which is part of Good Slam Poetry. And also where you have the story and then you have a deeper meeting. And I think you get some of that on 21 Pilots, but I also like how they are very um, straightforward, as Ralph was saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I know you also had some things you want to say about the album overall, some like their feels and their production. So, you know, our theme is best thing to go listen to while listening to slam poetry. But as you might have noticed from our other podcasts, we mostly just like to talk about good music. So <laughs> what do you like about the album, Craig? Yeah, a little. Yeah, a little inside baseball on this. Uh, this album was more like we really want to talk about this album. So trying to figure out the best thing to do for it. So you don't have I'd, to let them know how far we had reached. To make <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just tell them like that this. it took us like two and a half hours to come up with this topic. You don't want to let them look <laughs> behind the curtain, Greg. Keep the curtain closed. I just want to be honest and authentic, you know, yeah. with our <laughs> listeners. Okay. And um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I don't want to give them Buzzword. the perception that like every other day I'm going to go see slam poetry either. Like this isn't a common occurrence. But I do enjoy some yeah. more like slam poetry style, more music usually. But um, yeah. Honestly, uh, I go to YouTube. I don't really like go to a place. Usually, you don't like. Up. I mean, some you can get a few snaps in. You know, work yeah, on see, your snapping. That's the that's thing is kidding. that for me, uh, the first time I went, they would like snap, but some people would like cluck, like. Oh, right? that's weird. And I hate like mouth sounds. Mm, no thanks. Hard pass. And I think it just turned me off from. Oh, see. <laughs> ah. <laughs> No! Stop it. Stop it. I will leave. I will leave the podcast also. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I still go sometimes. It's yeah. just not not always. Okay. So 21 Pilots, just getting into like a little bit of their history. They're really an interesting band um, just because they come from a very humble place of Columbus, Ohio. Um, they did. They've had a few iterations all before they were um, signed or anything. Um, and... So they, uh, yeah, formed through a few different things, and um, it's just the singer and the drummer that ended up coming together. Um, and the, I, okay, sorry. The most interesting thing, I think, about this band is how they got started with their fan base and drawing people to their shows. Um, they would do shows around different cities, and they would do enough shows to where, like, five ten people would be at them randomly but they would all at the end of that show promote a one giant big show and this would be three or four months later so that out of all these little shows they get all these people to come to one big show at a large venue inside columbus and they did this in a few other cities in ohio and through that they were able to sell out large uh, theaters 
before an independent act. And that was actually how they first got um, Fueled by Robin's uh, Fueled by Robin's interest um, about their music and about what they were doing. So they were very much like a just a regular hometown band recording a lot of stuff in their um, house and a lot of production. And even on this album, a lot of almost all the production was done just by the main two guys and their producer out in LA. So I feel like, especially on this album, they've, it's very true to that. Um, just hometown band. Um, and I feel like this is like a great launching album for them too, as they've done several albums now and have been in the limelight for a little bit. Yeah. And it seems like that's kind of what they, they've embraced a whole lot. They do have kind of some of that hum singing. I think Nico and the Niners, I think, is the one I think of the most recently is their popular one where he's actually singing. But the ones that people talk about hitting really hard and really landing well are usually the ones that have that kind of spoken word element to them where he's telling a story or relating a thought straight down um, and lets the uh, the beats and the tracks in the background kind of emphasize and develop that story. Like, we're not doing it today, but Ode to Sleep is a really good example of this, of, of tonal shifts, where his talking kind of changes pace, but it, the talking itself tonally doesn't change a whole lot. However, the music around it does quite a bit. And the cool part about that song, too, actually, is that it was named by uh, their audience at one of their hometown shows. So they actually um, drew... Uh, they had like three or four names and they had the audience vote and it was like a, a release show for one of their early EPs because um, uh, several songs on this album had been released before, but this was their first full length on a label. Um, so, yeah, and that 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 was the title that went out. So it was kind of a cool. Way. They've always tried to really keep their fans very much involved through the whole process. I think uh, one of the things that you said right away uh, is you being me, Ralph. Ralph, yeah, sorry. I, I should probably <laughs> use names. Instead it's of all right. Point. The pointing um, will come through later. Don't worry. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of the things that Ralph said at, at the beginning uh, about slam poetry is the introspection. And I think the reason why this album is uh, able to be so introspective is because it's just, you know, a drummer, a singer, Tyler Joseph, Josh Dunn. And a producer. It's it's very stripped down. Intimate. There's not a ton of people working on it. And so it's able to be just, you know, one guy in a room with a couple other guys getting his thoughts down. And uh, I know he's talks about how he normally just, like, writes a bunch of songs all at once. And this album is a little bit more, like, uh, Car Radio was previously released. House of Gold was previously released. And, and some of the songs are newer. Um, but there's a certain cohesion to that where it's only... A couple of guys and very introspective, very stripped down. Yeah, it's a really intimate setting. Yeah, it's a lot of, I, I mean, some of the demos were from like their old band uh, or like other iterations of their band in high school. Some of the songs on the album came from those. Yeah, and I think a good example of that is our first song, Holding On To You. We'll go ahead and give it a listen.
that was holding on to you. All right, 21 pilots. I uh, am going to steal a page from Greg and Andrew. They watched an interview before where uh, he complains about people coming up and asking him what his songs mean. And he says, I wrote the songs to say what they mean. Just read the lyrics. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that's fair. And I think he would agree that he's not exactly subtle with some of what he's trying to say. Um, he paints a good picture, but it definitely sounds like he's just telling you what he's thinking and, and what he's feeling at a given moment. He might be using some bigger words, some pretty things, but ultimately he's just saying what happened to our lyrics. Why aren't we really thinking about it or making something that's thought provoking? Let's be introspective. Literally says it right in the line. And I think, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, but there's a bunch of metaphor in this one too. So it's not an insane question to ask, honestly. There, I think it's fair to say, hey, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I know you're trying to tell me, but I don't understand what you're trying to say. And it might feel like he thinks it makes perfect sense when it doesn't really for everybody. Right. You are surrounding all my surroundings, sounding down the mountain range on my left side brain. You are surrounding all my surroundings, twisting the kaleidoscope behind both my eyes. It's a little weird. Yeah, it, it's a little weird. I mean, it's definitely talking about, um, you know, how it's... It's pushing into his left side brain, the artsy side of his brain, the the part of his brain that, or I'm sorry, the mathematical side of his brain. Got it mixed up. Um, the mathematical side, the logical side of his brain, and he's not letting uh, his what he's talking about in the previous verse, the like the noose that's trying to take control of his life, the things that are trying to keep him down. He's trying to take control of that, right? So he's talking about how that um, he's spoken often about how depression was a real thing that he was dealing with and the other things he's gone through in his life. And so this really speaks out to that of, you know, there was a noose around my neck. There's something that's hanging around, keep wanting to pull me, but instead I'm going to yank on it and say that, no, I own you. You have to obey me. And he's calling that tree in his front yard that depression or whatever's holding him down that he's typically just looked at lonesomely through a window, taking control of it and telling it that the left side of my brain controls that. You might surround it, but it's mine and it's and I'm going to control it the same way that you do or the way that I want to. Right. So I agree 100 percent. That's not a metaphor that you get right away. And it definitely feels like something where he would come back and be like, oh, it's so obvious, but not necessarily. Right. Um, and it's still beautiful. Like what he's writing is really, really interesting and neat um, in a very similar way that you would expect it from slam poetry. So it, it ties in really well. And it's uh, interesting, too, like you were saying how one he's talking about um, his. uh uh, deals with depression but then he was also talking about in uh, some in the first verse about how songs these days don't have as much meaning and i think he um interestingly brings it all together brings like these two deeper meanings um in the bridge where it's like lean with it rock with it when we're going to stop and it's kind of like we're writing and, he, and then he literally says it it's time to move our feet to an introspective beat where it's like literally i'm going to write a song that has meaning and i can dance to you know, like, and can we just take note that that is one of the best drops of all time, right there? It, it is a good drop. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't say best of all time, but that is a good drop. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, think I think he's literally saying that it's the part that's going to make people love your music is connecting to their heart, not connecting to their ears, right? Like, it's not speakers, it's not the music that bumps what they care about. It's talking to their heart directly, which is what he's trying to do with the song. It's a little on the nose, but I think he does it in in a uh, charming and um 
gleeful way. It it feels charming in, in a good way, um, even though it's very much on the nose. And it's interesting too, like right there is like literally you can you can feel it. I think the production on this album and this song is very interesting taking the like hard hitting drums and they're in a uh, genre and um, a side of music that's rock, but it's also they're they're part of uh, Fuel by Ramen, which is known for having a lot of uh, pop pop punk and um, more alternative uh, type music. So I think uh, their blend of that with synths and pianos and thinking outside of the box on almost all of their sounds, besides the exciting drums, um, is really cool. I mean. This this song alone, it has pop elements, it has hip hop elements, and it has rock elements, and it, it's kind of all over the place, which is really really cool, uh, and I I think sums up their sound very well because you never know what you're gonna get, and they can shift on a moment's notice. And I think they do a real good job of of focusing on both of the members. Like it's a very drum focused song, and it's a very lyrically driven song in there um and the production kind of hugs all of that um yeah and it's all very interesting when they're when they're focusing on those specific elements they're able to like okay so here's what our goal is how can we make these things sound cool and it's it's not like it's kind of like limiting themselves a bit in order to make them sell to make those two elements sound fantastic um, which I think this whole album does a great job of. For sure. Um, I, yeah, I, I still think that to date this is one of their best productions as far as albums are concerned. And kind of just piggybacking off what you said there, uh, the vocal performance on this song alone, uh, it, it is kind of reminiscent of slam poetry because he goes from like sweetly singing kind of, you are surrounding you know, uh, that section, and then by the end of it, he's screaming, and um, it, it's a very emotionally, uh, I, I don't even know the word I'm charged. looking for. Emotionally yeah. charged. Emotionally charged song, and, and it kind of, again, goes all over the place. It's punchy, right? Like, And that's the other thing about slam poetry, is that there's always a shift in every piece, is that it's very rarely you get through one a whole piece of slam poetry that has the same tone. It usually tries to hit really hard emotional swings, right? And whether or not it gets there depends on whether it resonates with you directly or um, the person who's writing it, if it kind of matches the style that you're interested in. But regardless, they usually go for those really heavy tonal shifts. Uh, Fun fact, I have a friend named Carrie who's in, in L.A. trying to make music right now. Somebody who went had a full ride to Vandy Med and turned it down for a, a music chance in L.A. Very bright dude. Um, I wish I had more information. I'd totally rep him right now. But... The, uh, he he mentioned that he went to uh, in Columbus, Ohio, went to a session where these guys were reading slam poetry and um, really enjoyed the moment with them and was like, oh, OK, those guys. When 21 Pilots came out, he was like, oh, wait, those guys <laughs> was very confused because they used the same lyrics. And I think the one that he was talking about was Ode to Sleep was they read that as a poem at Slam Poetry. So when he first heard the song, he was like, why does it sound so familiar? I don't understand until he, he made the connection. So it's really fascinating to kind of know where they're coming from and where their source is as they move forward. And man, we hit that category right there, right on the target. <laughs> Instantly, first try weeks ago. That's what we <laughs> planned far in advance. Um, 
Yeah, but the tonal shift, I think, plays into the music as well. Uh, I think, as you were saying, Sean, that it sounds like they hit both of the artists super well. Both of their strengths come out. They also pair up super well to create those tonal shifts that you were talking about, Andrew. That the music kind of matches, hits that punch right at the drop to get highlight his kind of yelling at the audience, his kind of emotional high towards the end of the song. They play into each other super well to create those kind of tonal distinctions that you would often see in slam poetry. All right. Well, that was holding on to you. We're going to hit a, like we said, tonally different song in our next one called House of Gold. Son, when I grow old, will you buy me a house of gold? And when your father turns to stone, will you take care of me? She asked me, son, when I grow old, will you buy me a house of gold? And when your father turns to stone, will you take care of me I will make you queen of everything you see I'll put you on the map I'll cure you of disease that was House of Gold uh, I love that the only like behind the scenes fact to know about this is that on the interview he was like I didn't know how to play the ukulele and I usually learn how to play instruments by writing songs for them so I wrote this song <laughs> <laughs> that's just like a great little all right yeah i mean like i guess that makes sense why it's so different from everything else on the album <laughs> you're just like ah, oh, well time to learn the ukulele <laughs> just picked it up and went for it yeah it's wild um i think i've mentioned this before but i i like how this song is cheerful and happy in tone kind of you know going for uh that really upbeat um I was about to say upbeat beat. That's not going to work. Upbeat <laughs> rhythm uh, and upbeat theme while still addressing something that is kind of bittersweet and heartbreaking. Uh, I know I've said this about Moss Joint before, but I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast. And, I, and it's one of my favorite things is to kind of take that turn and talk about doing a song that is really upbeat while still talking about something that can be very depressing and uh, more serious. Right. And for reference, that's Moss Joint by John Bellion. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Um, one of the things that's interesting with you calling it upbeat, though, is there's really not much for drums at all. It's a very, very like we we were talking about how Twenty One Pilots is so focused on just drums and vocals, but this song it's pretty much just kick drum, and then at the end it it, it comes back in more fully, but it, it still has a lot of. I mean, the ukulele is mostly just doing rhythm, um, <laughs> but it's it's a different feel for them solely because uh, Josh doesn't playing much of the drums and that's such a big part of their sound but they still maintain their sound even without that element because his voice is unique like that that angsty almost rap sing type thing True, he could have in another life easily been a like pop punk super easily yeah except instead he's successful <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> cut that part out <laughs> and we're gonna mute andrew from here on out we're just going to uh, attribute that to Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew It's not like we led Lester. this whole podcast series off with a pop punk album, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, right. Know your audience. Know your audience, <laughs> my man. Anyway. I thought it was funny. You are the only one. 
the uh, speaking of how it's an up, I think a ukulele is usually considered upbeat. Right? It is. No, no, no. Culturally you are correct. Speaking. No, no, no. Yeah, and I'm not. Go listen to that, somewhere over the rainbow. I was just gonna say. I think somewhere <laughs> over the rainbow is kind of what solidified the ukulele is the banner instrument for being happy. Um, but what he's talking about in the song is. You guys are making me weird looks. Somewhere over the rainbow is it's a not sad happy. song. Yeah. No, but you hear people play it on the on. It's I, a happy like sad. Ninety nine percent. No, you're right. It's a happy sad song, just like this one. But it's yeah. like melancholy. You can do some melancholy ukulele playing. Okay. okay. Well, I'm so proud that I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> just for no, our listeners. Not for you. Just copy and paste it there. Oh, I will. Um, Greg will. Anyway, I have heard that song played on a ukulele more than I've actually heard it recorded, played back to me on an audio file. Okay? Because it seems like everybody who picks up a ukulele instantly starts playing somewhere over the rainbow. I don't know. It's just a cosmic fact. Like, the first time you learn how to play guitar, you play Wonderwall. Just immediately. It's just the truth of the universe. And if and if you're not playing that song on ukulele, it sounds like you're playing that song on ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um... But this is is hits really personal for me too because yeah I mean he's talking to his mom so it's personal for a lot of people of you grow up you move away I moved thousands of miles away from my mother and I still miss her on a regular basis of you know I can't do anything for my mom so when she just wants to like hey have her kids around it's got to be my sister I can't just fly out to California on a whim and go see her and so it, it's really uh, I can't the, I can see the word but I can't it's poignant. Right. It's poignant. Yeah. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really poignant and kind of resonates super well on who's going to take care of her when your dad's gone. Or uh, are you going to give me the things that I need and what I want when I'm old? Are you going to help me be the person that I can be? Um, and at the by the end of the song, he's not sure. He's very sure at the very beginning of the song. He's like, yeah, I'll do this. It's fine. But then, you know, dreams are dead and life turns plans up on their head i'll plan to be a bum just so i might become someone talks about touring leaving going out to try to find his his dream and accomplish being successful and famous um and columbus ohio is not really a place where you do a lot of music recording and it becomes super huge there's not a lot there for the music industry right Unless I'm wrong, I've not no, heard you're, any you're kind right. of. Yeah. You, you have to have a lot of faith, and I think that's what this band tries to has. But like in that in that verse is very much a like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna work, so I'm gonna give it my best shot. Yeah, you know. I like and, what you said about how it starts off. He's very confident because I feel like as the song grows, he's kind of growing as well, and and that's the evolution. It's a cool element. Yeah. And every every verse just kind of starts with that, you know, starting really. Uh, the chorus is the confidence, right? Every time he comes in with the chorus, it choruses, it's him's confident. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. But the verse starts out with a question. And every verse after that is a response of actually, maybe not. Right. Like the very first verse is, hey, we might leave. And our future turns upside down. And then the f- third verse is, yeah, I am going to leave. And my plans are turning upside down. So it, it's it's a really good um, pivot structure, right? Of you start out a little little down, chorus is really up. Then you go down again, chorus is really up again. And then your third verse is super down again and your chorus goes back up. So again, a lot more of those tonal swings. Well, and again, in this song, he goes everywhere from singing sweetly to screaming and back again. 
almost like a Irish pub jig at the end. You know, I discovered played in Hawaii. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I discovered a playlist on Spotify the other day called uh, Irish Punk. Yes, and it is probably was it all drop that with me? Drop kick monkeys was like no, 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 no. So no, I mean it's like actual bar fight music is really what it sounds like. It sounds like bar fight music. We'll play some of it after this, but it is. <laughs> I <laughs> don't know what bar wild. fight music sounds like, but I am. But in. when you listen to it, you'll with be like, all the this bar is fights definitely bar won. fight music. <laughs> It's great. It's like sea shanties, but instead of them being on the ocean, they're just in a bar getting trashed and wanting to fight people. That's like the whole thing. I love it so much. And somebody has a guitar and somebody has a drum. Is it a band or a playlist? It's a playlist of bands doing this. There's more than one band doing this? Dude. It's a big thing in Ireland. (laughs) Sorry. Dude, we will. We'll play it. Okay. I mean, what else is there to do in Ireland? You got you got uh, Buckfast. Did you know that Buckfast is involved in seventy five percent of all violent crimes in Ireland? <laughs> I don't even know. A... Okay, so Buckfast Buck is you... a like alcoholic energy drink that is made by monks. This is not a joke. It is made by monks. They have the picture of the Abbey on the front, and like you can read their story. They make Buckfast, but it is extremely alcoholic, and it mixes high amounts of sugar and like energy with alcohol. Oh my gosh, this sounds insane. And I'm really confused about why the monks are making this slash what their philosophy is behind it. They've just been doing it for years. I mean, like, in from Me- what I understand, in medieval times, monks are the only ones who had both the time, the gardens, and the energy to make liquor. So it I'm, was mostly monks making them. I'm just curious. They're like, you know, I guess it's just like, hmm, I want a beer now and it's morning, but I usually drink coffee. What should I do? <laughs> There's a reason why it's called Irish coffee. Uh, yeah, there, there is a reason for that. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It looks, um, I wouldn't say delicious. It's <laughs> 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 not the word I would say. <laughs> that pause there was good. Was a good pause. That was a well-trained pause. <laughs> Why, thank you. I've All been right, learning so from I the feel, best. I feel like we need to plan a podcast trip to Ireland now, just for the sake <laughs> of research. Just we all have to pop just for fast before recording. <laughs> I need to work out a little bit more before that. <laughs> I've got the weight advantage here. I'll make sure to, to throw it around. We got Excellent. it. Um, I'll bring my hockey gear. <laughs> Wait, did you get your new stick? I did. I'll, I'll, it's downstairs. Did, did you break it already? I did not break it. For the <laughs> record, with the pocket, hockey I puck in the thigh. <laughs> Greg went full beast mode and snapped. On a child. Oh wait! No, no, <laughs> no! Oh, I just, just that got real dark. I real play quick. ice hockey. I've had an ice hockey stick for I don't know eight years. We already talked at about least. It. Yeah, well, but I got my stick that I up snapped a hockey stick in half with his bare hands and a puck. You're a monster. <laughs> and I bought a new one. I'm so, so proud of you. I'm, I'm excited. I'm I'm try it out. Proud of you. So the next song we have is Car Radio. The most beautiful transition in the history of man. Hockey sticks and car radios. Not your worst. Hey, man, if you took your hockey stick to your car radio, this might be the song that represents your life. Let's give it a listen. Because <laughs> <laughs> that made a lot of sense. It did. If you take your hockey stick to your car radio. That was a better transition. I ponder of something great My lungs will fill and then deflate They fill with fire, exhale desire I know it's dire my time today 
I have these thoughts so often I ought to replace that slot with what I once bought Cause somebody stole my car radio and now I just sit in silence Sometimes quiet is violent I find it hard to hide it My pride is no longer inside It's on my sleeve, my skin will scream Reminding me of who I killed inside my dream I hate this car that I'm driving There's no hiding for me I'm forced to deal with what I feel There is no distraction to mask what is real I could pull the steering wheel I have these thoughts so often I ought To replace that slot with what I once bought Cause somebody stole my car radio And now I just sit in silence Bonds of the Ivers. Justin Vernon. Justine Burrand. The Messina. If you want to see us butcher Bon Ivers, Bonnie Iver's name. <laughs> <laughs> see, there it is. Bonnie Iver's name more. Go check out our podcast from a couple weeks ago, about 22 million. Great album. I was not here for that one, but I wish I was. Andrew's a little miffed. That, however, was Car Radio by 21 Pilots. You almost said 21 a million. I thought about it, but I didn't. I caught myself. It was a it was a save myself pause. That's what it was. Every time, at least once. I hate you so much. You know, I should just not respect you and never let you talk ever again because you just sit up at the mic and just stare at me. You're like, it's my turn, and I give you your space, and you're like, mm, just kidding, bitch. That's that's Sean every day. I don't think that's how I sound. If if that's how I sound, I need to leave the podcast right now. It's how you sound. (laughs) Well, we need something to uh, set the antagonistic tone against us. Antigothy? Antony. Yeah. Antony and Cleopatra. Anyway. What? I don't know. I don't know what we were doing there. I don't know what the bit was. You were Sean's the bad guy. Cool. So, yeah, this song, (laughs) Car Radio by 21 Pilots. Um, (laughs) Thanks for bringing us back. (laughs) It's... It's a really good song. Honestly, this is one it was one of is definitely one of my favorites on the album. Uh I really the just where the story comes from is interesting. Um a lot of people write songs about metaphors. Or, this is literally just something that happened in his life and he decided to write a story about it, but not in the sense of this is what happened and this is what happened and this is what happened, you know. It was more of a his car got jacked in his college parking lot and they stole his radio and then he had a drive around for weeks or months without a car stereo and everyone's been in some sort of situation where you like had no music for long periods of time and you're just completely bored out of your mind or like sitting in traffic while you're going all the way home and you're like my phone's dead or I can't find anything on the radio or I just hate everything and all music so you just sit in silence and that can be um weird after a while and your thoughts start to wander and Again, he starts to talk about some of the de- the depression that he has, and he gets really personal. I think in this in this song particularly, I really uh, like the third verse on how how deep he goes. But at at the end of it all, he's not just saying all the bad things that are that are happening or all all the places that he doesn't want his mind to go. But he's he's willing to fight back. I think that's really important to a lot of the songs that he writes is that there is um, an emphasis or a holding on to faith or hope or just, you know, anything that can bring him back. Um, And even if that just means he needs to sit in silence, because that's where he ends up ending the song is back on the chorus. Um, 
And uh, so I think that's really powerful in the lyrics. He also does that in his songwriting. He's not uh, not afraid of having multiple verses and bridges with lots of stuff to say as well, um, which is really cool. Like he's willing to unpack a lot, but in a very straightforward manner. Yeah. And I mean, one of my favorite things to talk about is the difference between somebody who I think at this point we have three styles, right? There's the style where you kind of talk around something, but in very plain language in a way that's relatable and kind of evokes an emotion. I think that um, when we were talking about SZA, it's very similar of just kind of telling you what's going on, but talking around it and talking about the events to kind of evoke an emotion. And then we have Bon Iver who just kind of writes poetry and just throws it out, right? And I think that this is a good middle ground of it's still poetry. It's very clearly poetry, but it's also directly telling you what he's feeling and what he's going through to evoke that emotion. Um, and and it's it's neat. Fun fact, my first car didn't have a car radio. The car radio didn't work. So I had a, a Ford Probe from 1993. Yes. It was a terrible car. It was all it was like a a sun bleached whitish gray on top and lime green on bottom. Yeah. Just from being out in the sun for that long. <laughs> Uh, and one of my first drives that I had to make was from my hometown of Bakersfield into LA at the height of traffic because we were taking my sister back to college and she was not super cool with driving in traffic at the time. So I followed my dad who rode in the car with her as she drove over the grapevine to get her into her college. And I picked him up and took him home. And that whole drive there and back was in complete silence. Not like, I mean, I picked up my dad, we talked, but no music whatsoever because I didn't have a car stereo. Um, and I think that that being right at the beginning of me driving, I mean, that was like a week after I started driving, right, has impacted me to want that experience more. A lot of times if I have a really busy day at work and I just want to go home and I don't want to deal with stuff and I'm stuck in traffic, I'd rather turn my radio off and just listen and listen to my thoughts and think about stuff because for me that's de-stressing that helps me relax because my first work experience was that way but i feel like especially in this day and age it's it's harder to grasp that um and there's been a lot of push recently about you know getting off social media all the time because we're so glued to our phones but like in this day and age if your car stereo goes out i mean charge your phone because everybody has a car charger and then you can call somebody, you can play something like we actively like the background noise to block out these sort of thoughts. And it's something that like thinking back, like I've definitely have and running for me now is kind of that moment where I just like clear my head and I'm alone with my own thoughts uh, if I'm running alone. But I feel like so often now I, I intentionally Avoid silence. Avoid silence because um, I don't want to ponder something terrifying. And that's it, – it's something that is very easy to relate to in the song, but it, it's almost like the – I'm glad I don't have to deal with what he's dealing with even though it's a very uh, – almost therapeutic thing. Yeah, I think we have uh, a word for that, like a phrase for that in modern – we call them shower thoughts, right? <laughs> in the shower is the only time that you typically – you have a wall of noise – so even if you're playing music, it's really hard to hear most of the time. Unless you know, you're my brother and he just blasts it on his own little like speaker <laughs> that he puts inside the bathroom. And I'm like, one of my roommates come on, man. That. They put a speaker in there, but like, I'm never going to use it. <clears throat> yeah. But a lot of people do sing in the shower even still, yeah. even without music. Right. Yeah. And for me, I <laughs> What's that like look, that time. 
Sean, Sean's guilty. Um, okay. But I, I like that time to just think. I, no, I, no, it's I'm important, and I, I agree. Like you're talking about running. It's also um, a good vocal warm up time. <laughs> boy, did I learn that. <laughs> I am grateful I've never had to live with Sean and experience that. Uh, you know what? He wasn't even the worst offender. One of our roommates when I first moved over here was definitely way worse about that. A hundred percent. You know exactly oh, yeah. who I'm talking about. Way worse. Oh yeah. But he also felt like any time was vocal warm up time. <laughs> Eleven o'clock at night, vocal warm up time. <laughs> when he wakes up at seven in the morning, vocal warm up time. Three in the afternoon, vocal warm up time. Just always. Ralph, vocal I'm sensing time. some bitterness. <sighs> I'm just saying, man, there's only so warm your vocals can get. <laughs> <laughs> His Ralph, vocals are on fire. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you uh, and uh, practice my vocal warm-ups. Sean, um, or Sean, damn it. Greg, in our high school musical, you didn't even sing. I, you didn't even, you could have had a mic that nobody could have heard you on. You could have just tried, put out the bare minimum effort. Instead, you removed that microphone and didn't even try. You have zero excuse to I call me. I do believe you are still bitter about this, yes. Because I was the only bass, and I also suck at singing. <laughs> you left me out to dry. I was drumming. I couldn't. It was hard for me to sing and drum at the same time. Uh, under oath? I, I, I'm Aaron not Glefsey? saying I'm as good as the <laughs> almighty Aaron Glossy, which he is great. That's not actually this. He is. He's very good. Anyway, I think I agree that I, silence is the thing that we run away from. And I would be lying to say that the three of us that went to a cabin, that wasn't part of the reason why we wanted to go was to like achieve that real silence of being able to go outside in the morning and nothing. There's nothing but the forest and maybe a creature, but honestly it had been snowing. So almost nothing, just dead silent. And it was beautiful, but also so rare to get true, honest to God silence. Yeah. I, I really enjoy like, silence or being able to hear my own thoughts but also um not fully dwell in them so like doing something i really enjoy like hiking um and then whether it's like with people or even by myself or just taking out like headphones or music or anything um just because you can be around nature you can be doing something but it's not uh the main thing or whatever you know also, also uh, when you're hiking don't they usually advise you not to wear headphones because there's like a lot of things you need to be able to hear Probably, but I think I've hiked with headphones too, so it's fine. Just wear wear like the Apple earbuds, and you can oh hear God. everything anyway. Oh God! His earbuds in. Can't see the bear coming. Oh no! Yeah. Wow. Um. Oh, I totally blanked out. Whoops. I mean, I pulled I, a Sean. Well, I pulled the, a Sean. I don't remember. You were right up to the mic too. Oh, I no. mean, uh, back to car radio real quick. Um, I kind of see it as a continuation of a theme that the album has from from earlier uh the song migraines talks about like the fight in his head and the the thoughts that go through his head and it's actually more of like a struggle not necessarily uh just wanting silence but wanting silence from all the junk that he's he's like dealing with where it's like yeah he says am i the only one i know waging wars behind my face and above my throat so like he's fighting the loneliness and fighting the depression in there um but it's really cool because he brings it around in this song um towards the end where it was like there's fear and there's faith and like faith is going to win it out yeah one of the things that i saw in an interview years and years ago um but it's always stuck with me about 21 pilots is tyler said that he doesn't write songs about love like is all of pop um in this day and age seemingly for it um but he thinks that fear is a stronger emotion and so that's where 
most of his his writing comes from and i think that's extremely evident in this song but as a theme throughout um even in house of gold which is a very loving song about his mom there is fear in there about you know what if i'm not able to provide and yeah car radio is a great depiction of of where he's coming from when he's writing it's not just about like depression and loneliness but there's fear there so what you're saying is that tyler wrote the art of war by niccolo machiavelli isn't uh, that sun tzu no, that's okay. Well, there might have also been one by Sun Tzu that's been translated from Chinese to mean the art of war. But Machiavelli is the one who initially coined that phrase that like fear is it's better to be feared than to be loved because fear is a stronger emotion. Um, but yeah, that's just what I instantly thought of when you said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I, I agree. I also think that that when we talk about silence, we talk about depression. One of the biggest fears that people have about silence is that it's going to make them think about how they feel. Right. That's just kind of like a subconscious driver of I don't want to be silent because then the only thing I'm left with are my feelings. And with that is a is an impending fear that they're going to get stuck with those feelings. That they're going to be stuck there, especially if you've been through a breakup or you've been through something that's super painful. Your first urge is to just keep moving and not ever think about it. Right. Like you don't want to stop because the grand fear that you have is that you're going to fall into that emotion. You're going to fall into that and never get out. Which is ultimately what depression is, is you fall into that feeling, that feeling of loneliness, that feeling of lethargy, that feeling of not being able, not wanting to do anything and not seeing the point in doing anything and not being able to get out. And that's a lot of what he's dealing with. He's like, when I, when there's only silence, I have no choice but to feel this thing and I don't know what to do about it. Ultimately, I think I will win that there is hope that there is a light at that tunnel, but it's a serious thing that silence forces you to feel, Right it's interesting to talk about this and talk about meditation in a similar breath, because one of the reasons why they say that meditating for, you know, 30 to 30 minutes a day, even like 10 minutes a day, forcing yourself to have 10 minutes to yourself where you try to clear your mind and let the thoughts that you've been holding back all day run their course and relax is that it takes them out of your mind for a while. It lets you relax. It ultimately helps you be a more cheerful person. If you can, um, take that time to really focus on your thoughts and let them you know run all the way through now we had some other choices that we we thought might might fit the theme unfortunately for sean oh wait sean has one more thing i was just add. i mean i was just gonna say that that was the that was the end of our just vibe and therapy segment for the <laughs> we have one episode. of those every week it seems yeah it's like. right about at the hour mark <laughs> I want to say one quick interesting thing. We've gone, we've been talking about production, how they've been all over uh, different places on the map in very out of the box, like their songwriting style, their, um, the sounds they use, the instruments they use. I think this song is super interesting because they, the first one we did, it was like very piano, interesting pop sense. Second one was ukulele, um, in very folky. Uh, this one, they go almost EDM. Uh, that synth that they use is blaring and it's big and it's singular. Um, but And then they turn it into a dance track and then they turn it into like a hard rock track. And it starts with just very simple piano. So again, I think he's hitting on the whole thing is like, you know, we can be emotional. We can talk about hard things and then we can dance through it and still feel the hard things as we're going through life, but working to, through it together. It's totally very, uh, not even totally, sorry, musically very interesting. Like, yeah. it never feels like it's 
resolving into a comfortable place. It's constantly pushing to be something different. And that's true for everything, I think, except for House of Gold. I think House of Gold is the only exception to that, that it kind of, it still pushes tonally, but <laughs> shame. You didn't yeah. silence it, your phone. It, it's midnight. <laughs> the, that was supposed to be my like, uh, yeah, I want to be out of here by midnight. And then we ended up uh... recording a little later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but tonally and lyrically, it constantly shifts and pushes you to entertain something new. But yeah, let's hit some runner ups. We could talk about this all day, but uh, Sean. I'm going to hit you first because you're the one that we had to talk and explain what slam poetry was. <laughs> so I want to see what you came up with for a runner up. Well, I was thinking uh, a little bit of My Chem, My Chemical Romance to get all hyped up, you know? All right. And I, w- I, would, throw, I would throw Danger Days. All right. You know what? Interesting choice. I think for how on the spot I put you, I can't expect anything else. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll ad- uh, agree to disagree. I think. Agree to disagree. Yeah. It's fine. You know what? If it works for you, then it works for you. Uh, long story short, Sean's attending six slam poetry sessions <laughs> the next week. And trying out six different albums on the way. And exactly. Exactly. It's better than 22 a million, which was the first thing he was originally thinking when, when we were all like, Sean, do you, do you know what slam poetry is? <laughs> uh, what about you, Andrew? You got one for us? Uh, I, I think for me... I mean, this is a little bit almost too in the vein of slam poetry, but I really enjoy uh, the album Let Them Eat Chaos by Kate Tempest. It's uh, very poetic, and it's technically hip-hop, but it's really poetry with a beat behind it, and um, very, very good album. I just want to point out that we could hear Greg rub his beard. And I think that that was some quality ASMR there. (laughs) So I'd like you to just kind of right into the right into the microphone a little bit stop <laughs> bad bad asmr all right well um i i got two actually when we said slam poetry right, i was great. like i don't really listen to much slam poetry and then i'm like oh wait i, I listen to a bunch of rappers that aren't like that do spoken word do spoken wordish stuff so the first one would be um telephone by no name uh really like both of her records i think that one's probably my favorite of the two um it's telephone but not the ph it's an f um so interesting fact if you're looking that up for a list right up your alley <laughs> exactly because i can't if only spell sure place that crap. o with an x yeah would have been uh, in a good place. yeah exactly <laughs> my second one is a guy that does even more Spoken word slam poetry style. Uh, it'd be propaganda, and, and I would definitely suggest Crooked, which was his most recent record. Um, again, it's mostly really cool hip hop beats and um, spoken word style rapping over top of it. And they both do it in different ways. No Name's more jazz based, and then um, Propaganda is a, a mix of folk and hip hop, and um, they come from uh different sides of america no names like sh- very chicago uh propaganda is very um la and uh compton so uh if if i can interject real quick i also want to do an honorable mention to levi the poet uh because he is more into poetry like kate tempest but he's actually the reason that i heard of 21 pilots which was like a couple of years before um not not to be a hipster i i heard them before they were signed believe by the poet shared their video for house of gold uh back in like 2011 whereas vessel came out in like 2013 anyway 
Um, but very much in the same vein as propaganda in uh, more slam poetry-esque uh, with beat behind it. I want to give an honorable mention to your phone background, which is just the face of Bojack from Bojack Horseman. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It's just him holding a phone up to not his ear, which is one of my favorite jokes in the show, is that he just holds the phone up to like his jaw and talks into it as if he can hear things. It's pretty great. Anyway, mine was actually uh, Recovery as the OG slam poet Eminem lays it down. I, I think it's great. Andrew made a, made a, made a slight joke that Eminem was the OG slam poet. <laughs> and I think it's perfect. I think it's so perfect. It's so good because it is a lot of... I mean, he does a decent amount of spoken word for some things as well as just kind of like shouty lyricism and, and shouty hip-hop rap. So I think it works out really well. And uh, Recovery hits hard in the same way that slam poetry is supposed to. So I think it's good. Boom. Well, this has uh, been the Just Vibin' podcast. Um, we're still going to do more of these. You know, I'm still having fun with it. You guys still, still good? Sean and Greg, how you doing? Oh, feeling? yeah. Eh. Eh. All right. Andrew, how do you feel about your experience? Was it a good time? This this was fun. This was fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll consider having you back if we can decide on an album before the podcast. Yeah. I, I think coming up with a topic and then letting me think about an album would probably be a little easier. Yeah. yeah. But that's the best we could do on 12 hours notice. It's also the best we can do when Greg and Sean head up bringing up the guests. But I think from this on, I'm just going to communicate. We're going to talk, and then we'll be able to get a better answer. We had two days. Thank you very much. And a lot I'm of this gonna... was decided at like 1.15 a.m. last night. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, very my uh, my emotion is the uh, um, emoji with the teeth. And just like the, <laughs> the smiling the vibe with the teeth. Face. Yeah, you're like, whoops. I'm just chilling. I'm just here, guys. Up. It's fine. Sean just doesn't know. even know anymore. Know, yeah. you know. We're just having a good time. I think I've used We're just Slack. vibing. I've used Slack so much. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I've used Slack so much that I now don't know them by descriptions. I only know them by how you type after a colon to get them to come up. Because on Slack, you don't like type the thing mm -hmm. you type colon name of emoji colon and it'll go in oh so i only know that is the anxiety emoji because you type colon anxiety and it comes up colon and then you can send it in my favorite is uh gina linetti on brooklyn 99 where she just talks in emojis <laughs> out loud <laughs> she's just like smiley face leaving emoji show hands emoji no mouth emoji yeah unfortunate she's leaving the show i know it's sad Left, she wants a I comedy think. career or something i don't know oh, i, I don't mean know. she's got a comedy career yeah. she's done writing for quite a while yeah. oh yeah very, no, it was mostly set. a joke she's set <laughs> she's yeah. totally fine um but yeah thank you for coming on andrew you want to plug anything um i mean you can follow me on instagram at just andrew.wester it's kind of like easter but the other direction um <laughs> it's not webster wait, wait is that where like jesus rises and then dies three days later no i think Ooh. it's just like six <laughs> months he later. said it was easter but the other direction I mean, maybe maybe the devil dies and then rises uh, three days. Uh, way to turn it around. Good yeah. job. That's that doesn't make it any better, guys. This is <laughs> the all blasphemy. All they, downhill. They arrive back at the same point. I get what East and West Andrew's arrive, trying to yeah, say. Yeah. I don't get what Ralph's <laughs> trying sorry. to say. I'm, I'm kind of terrified. I'm, I'm, it's not. It's not even blasphemy. I'm just kind of terrified of. That was my galaxy brain joke. You all are just two plebeians to understand. Your IQ is too low to understand. I'd like to plug r slash I am very smart where you can find other people <laughs> like Ralph. Uh, 
Oh, I'm glad I have a fellow Redditor on here to make that joke because I can't do it myself. Because <laughs> we're all laughing, but not really sure uh, where the reference is. Also, so. check out Coffee Shop on Spotify. It's oh, me, our guest but, is plugging it. Great. I will spell plug it for Greg. us. Wait, wait, yeah. no, 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 wait, wait. Can you spell oh, yeah, it for us? I, I, I can't. No, no, I you got to do it. Go for it. I'm go not on try. Go for it. Do it. You got to try. We've all uh, tried. The O is different. The O is an X, so it's C-X-F-F. E E, but then there's another e. weird thing, isn't there? No, nope, you already so, got it wrong. Oh, it's V's. It's C V. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let him finish. He already knows he got the first one wrong. Try to finish the rest. Of it. Is it C V F F E E S H X P? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you guys didn't let him yeah. finish it. I was I'll like, there's shy. definitely a V in there, and I, I just didn't know where the X and where the V was. I got it I got right you. the first time and didn't get it right again, so <laughs> don't feel bad. Greg, what's <laughs> coming up? And uh there's a there's an EP coming out sometime soon this month so mm. be on the lookout it's called uh hold fast so gonna be sorry. dropping what's the what's the sh- the artist name the coffee shop oh okay i thought wait is your your guys' thing is in okay never mind cool anyway i'm ralph you can find me on twitter at at the ninth ralph that's it greg where can people find you uh yeah you can find me on uh, instagram at greg the great the teeth where can they find you on Twitter? Greg? And with an eight. I'm um, Greg Brewer. More importantly, with an eight, I'm not sorry. with a T. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's getting late, guys. <laughs> this has also been like the late night edition, as it keeps getting later and later. Um, yeah. Also, all the coffee shop stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah, just all that stuff. All right, Sean, where can we find you? <laughs> coffee shops on Instagram, SoundCloud. It's not on Twitter. It's on Spotify. Though. It's not on Apple Music either. It is. It is. Yeah. I could not find it. It should be, because you didn't spell it right. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sean, where can we find you? What up? I'm at Sean underscore SV on Instagram. S-H-A-W-N underscore SV. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, we're still looking for new themes. So if you've got a theme, feel free to send a pie. Obviously, we're in dire need, so please send those our way. <laughs> well, okay, to we talked fair, about like five different themes, but we, had, we yeah. couldn't agree on albums because it was right beforehand. Yeah, so. we, we had great themes. We just didn't have any albums to go with them. Also, all of us have slightly different music tastes, so finding like the nice overlap is sometimes a little rough. Slightly and nice are the wrong word choice, I feel like. Uh, it's because we're trying to do science over here and we can't agree on the science. We've all run different experiences and experiments and, uh, the lab coats are ordered. The lab coats are ordered. I'm the chief assistant science scientist because, uh, I don't, I don't have, I'm an assistant to the assistant scientist. (laughs) Hey guys, I guess I'm the scientist because I have a science (laughs) degree, bachelor's of science. Oh, that's right. Oh, 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 oh yeah, so you. Andrew, you got one Andrew, too, right? I, I do as well. Do you want to co? Do you want to co-science uh, this experiment with us? He just did. Is, is that? Yeah, we just did. We oh. just science this experiment. I thought it was just coming up we with the science in it. What? Wow, it's late. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we shouldn't do this at like midnight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been the Just Vibin' Podcast. We'll get you guys next time. Bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>